This is Referees World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Referees World, the monthly audio magazine which offers education and training for football referees of all levels. If it's your first time listening, hello, my name's Darren Cullum, I'm a Level 5 referee affiliated with Somerset FA and this is PGMLO Assessor, FA Level 4 Tutor and West Somerset RA Training Officer, Rich Mellon. Hi Darren. You uh, impressed the fact that I got all your titles correct this time? It's unusually done well. Because normally I would cock it up. Yes you do, you have been known to do that. But, but there you go, hi. got it right. Hello Darren. It's amazing what writing things down in front of you can do, doesn't it? <laughs> right, okay, uh, we'll get straight to it today. In this episode, it's a little self-indulgent to a certain degree because it's all about me. It's all about it's you. About it's all about you, it's baby. This is Referees World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. OK, why about you then? What have you been up to? Well, OK, um... If you've been a regular listener, then you'll probably know that uh, the last couple of seasons I've not been officiating, basically down to work reasons and stuff. And a few weeks ago, uh, I did my first game back for nearly two seasons. And do you know what? What a, what a buzz. What an absolute buzz and a thrill to be back running around on the field of play again. It really was. It, it was an under-18s game. Yeah. And uh, in fact, you may have heard the previous podcast episodes that we've, uh, uh, we've already done. And that was the game that I... Uh, no, it wasn't. What am I on about? No, you were doing a podcast, game. but you weren't refereeing. Ah, that was it, yes. It was the week after that particular yes. podcast. That was yeah. it, yeah. I'm getting confused now. Uh, and I refereed the uh, the next game in the line. It's only a couple of Mondays back. Yes, it was. Yeah. Just out of interest, just so you know that uh, the date that we're recording this is the 12th of May to give you some kind of concept and um, uh, sense of day and time, etc. So, so yeah. Uh, and we thought what we'd do is uh, review it because there's a couple of things that I obviously need to confess because clearly I was a bit rusty. <laughs> well, I've got to I got to admit that, uh, and so our listeners can understand. Um, to have you back on the circuit, actually out there doing it uh, on the green stuff, uh, the um, what can I say? The buzz, the fizz that you had about you was just unbelievable. Mm. Uh, you you rang me that that night, or you you texted <laughs> me that night, and you were you were humming, you were buzzing, uh, and I couldn't take your call because it was so late, and I was. He like, refused it, to speak to me. It was time for my on my tram from return. It, it was time for Horlicks and Oval Team, <laughs> and then I spoke to you next morning. And you were still up high. Yeah. You were high as a kite. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair point. And uh, and it was like good say, to be back. I just hope that um, you can take that into every game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you'll be you'll be nervous wreck mind, but yeah, yeah, completely. And I was, to be fair, I was a nervous wreck before the game. All right, okay, but okay, I, let's I, get into it. Then. Okay, uh, where do you want to start? Um, right, what was your preparation then? Come on, it's been right, a long okay. eighteen months. Out. Eighteen months. Right, okay. Preparation. Um, I drank loads of fluids all through the day. In fact, I was texting you to did tell you, you that was I was it only the day of the game, or did you do it start no, a no, couple no, of the, days the, before? The couple of days before. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you have been doing day. a bit of running yeah. as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking fairly trim at the moment, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stealth. Uh, yeah, stealth. Stealth column. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did... Uh, uh, I ramped it up a couple of days before the game. Mm-hmm. Got myself, you know, focused. Uh, a couple of days before the game as well, I phoned up the league secretaries just to say it's me and hello, um, just to check the kits. See, this is the first thing. Um, I like to do that. Check to make sure there'll be no kit clash. In the colour screens, and, and uh, um, the the two teams were Taunton Town under 18s against Clevedon Town under 18s. So I spoke to both of the league secretaries, both of which said, "Yes, uh, we'll be doing this colour, and we'll be doing this colour." And on the night, it didn't work out that way. 
So that was so, one of my first yeah. obstacles. Having spoken to Kevin Sturmey, Martin Dongworth mm. and Brian Rose up at Clevedon, they gave you colours that weren't uh, matching. No. If that's the right no. uh, terminology to But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. Okay. So that was my prep done in terms of uh, getting in touch with the teams. What about a bit of food? A bit of food. I had uh, a nice big bowl of pasta uh, and a nice pasta lunch on the so day. You filled up with carbs. Plenty of carbs. Plenty of muscle food. And uh, I had, a, I think I had a little bit. Oh, no, it was the, the day before I had, um, I think I did an eight mile run, I think. Oh. So I'm doing quite a lot. Then. Yeah, well, I'm just doing quite a lot of running at the moment. So Fair play, mate. Fair play. Okay, let's get, let's get out there. Um, you had two assistant referees. Uh, been a long time since you would have done a pre-match. Uh, so let's start off with your pre-match. Can you remember much about that as regards what you were asking for uh, from your team? Yeah, the pre-match, I used the little card that I've had in the box for uh, all the time that I've been refereeing. It's got all my little notes and everything on. Uh, you're going to ask me to recall that, are you? Uh, not necessarily. It's just, the, it just to know how rusty, much admittedly. you actually remembered. <clears throat> but because you'd already done a flashcard, mm. there's nothing wrong with using flashcards. Yeah. You know, that, that is a prompt. And that's all it is. It's a prompt. Uh, but, you know, it, once you get into the flow of things, it starts coming out naturally, doesn't mm. it? You yeah, know? it did. And then all of a sudden, you know, those little prompt words on your flashcard lead you into those areas that you need to cover as regards what you expect regarding offside, uh, what you expect regarding... Uh, officiating in your quarter or mm. the referee's court sorry the assistant referee's quarter and the either side of halfway in front of the technical areas how important those are as regards the right direction uh, and eye contact because yeah. the, the, the basics of eye contact uh, are the the real fundamentals of getting things right mm. uh, and directional signals are crucial to for the sake of credibility and so. that is something which did come up during the course of the game, the signal side of things, which I'll come on to. Secondly, one of the things that I always, always say at the end of my pre-match is don't let me restart, okay? Um, are you, uh, what I would say is, are you happy with everything? Do you have any questions for me? Is there anything I've not explained clearly? Great, okay. Final thing, please don't let me restart the game out of law. Okay, yeah. Um, incorrect. If, yeah, incorrect. Incorrect in law. Yeah. yeah, incorrect in law. Okay, let's go through a couple of areas of the pre-match. Um, in terms of mass confrontation, that is always covered in a referee's pre-match. Mm -hmm. Where did you put it in your pre-match? Um, I did it about halfway through. Okay, mm -hmm. don't mind that, don't mind that. The, the reason I asked that is because um, with pre-match, there's there's needs to be a lot of positivity as regards what you want. There's not... It's not good to say what you don't want. It's good to say what you actually want to enhance teamwork. So, uh, and so consequently, uh, to end on a positive in pre-match is, is what the target is from, uh, from my point of view. And I know a few other lads listening, Martin Cassidy in particular, uh, you know, works on that theory as well. So we like to end the pre-match on a positive. This is something you brought up in one of the previous episodes with our friend Brian Lee. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. And Brian, Brian delivers mm. post, uh, sorry, uh, mass confrontation very early mm. in his pre-match uh, because it gets that one, that negative out of the way. And mass confrontation is a negative because of what it involves in football. So consequently, uh, we just uh, ask our colleagues to think about where they put mass confrontation in. If you leave mass confrontation until the last thing you talk about, it's leaving almost a negative thought mm -hmm. in the mind of your assistant referees yeah. and your colleagues. So that's why we ask for mass confrontation to be sort of midway or early into your uh, pre-match conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what you've highlighted. So that, that was cool. Um, so let's get out. And uh, did you do a little warm-up? Yeah, yeah, we did the warm-up. So uh, I slipped back into my warm-up routine Straight away, 
it's uh, funny how even that sort of length of time off, I didn't stumble as to what I was going to do in my warm up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, managed to get both of the um, officials that were with me mm-hmm. to do the warm up as well, and, and it's always a good time to have a bit of banter and and to get to know who you're going to be. Even though I knew who I was going to be with. Um, it's just nice to have that bit of banter and a bit of chat about things, yeah. isn't it? It's nervous energy. Breaking, yeah, of course it is. And, and you're, you know, you're sort of trying to get into the zone. Mm. Uh, get rid of that nervous energy mm. if you can, uh, or reduce it as much as possible before the uh, the whistle to start, to begin the game, uh, and then you just lead the teams up. Mm. How how did you uh, find that? Because it would have been eighteen months since you'd done the um, respect handshake. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. But first, let me just explain what happened before all of this. Oh, what happened? Um, And this was the away team. They decided to turn up in a different kit colour than they told me on the phone. And that same kit colour, that kit colour they arrived in was exactly the same as Taunton Towns, the home team. So I then had to go and have a quiet word with the manager um, and say, look, uh, they've only brought this one kit. We can't because it's pretty much identical. Okay. Do you have your away kit and do you mind using it? He wasn't particularly happy about it, no. but he did it. And it was, you know, I, you know, I've got to thank him for that because potentially he didn't have to do it. Mm. I mean, yeah, teams, when they play at home, they, they do expect to wear their home kit. Mm. Now, I, I don't know if Taunton Town under-18s have uh, a different sponsor on their shirts mm. for the home team, uh, home fixtures or the, and the away fixtures because uh, home team, they wear sky blue uh, with maroon. Uh, and the away colours, I think, is yellow. Yellow, yeah. yellow with uh, maroon. Yellow and blue. So um, it's it's a question of sometimes clubs want to wear their uh, their expected colour kits uh, because they have a specific sponsor on there. You know, and if I say to you on their home kit, they might have Richard Mellon F- uh, supports Taunton Town FC, uh, as opposed on their away kit might have Darren Cullum mm. supports their away kit. So that's why when a sponsor says, "I'll support your home kit." That's what they expect to see. Mm. And if the sponsor turns up and you're not wearing the home kit with their name on it, that's why they'll be a little bit you know, unhappy and the, and the club will get it in the back of the neck from the sponsor. So that's a possibility. So that was the first slight obstacle. And it wasn't a major <laughs> issue, but no, in the grand of scheme not. of things, it, it slightly rocks your boat because you think, right, yeah. OK, I could do without this now. Yeah. Because there are some teams in the past that I've officiated that perhaps would have probably not made it as easy. At what stage did you find out about the uh, kit problem? Um, how, how soon before kickoff? This was about, this was about um, quarter to seven, and it was a quarter to eight kickoff. Yeah, quarter to seven, okay, seven o'clock. Okay. So there was still plenty of not time, too bad. but not not desperately desperate. Yeah, yeah, especially let me say to you, if the if the uh, if Taunton Town had to go and get the other kit from somebody's house, mm. you know, and it wasn't at the ground available, so that that causes a part nuisance mm. there. So you know, um, I I would ask the colleagues uh, when you go to a game. Don't just assume that the colours are what you expect because, as you found out on this occasion, mm. uh, they, they didn't match uh, what your, your expectations as regards the information you were given. Uh, and it causes you a little ni- little bit of a niggle that you don't need. I mean, I was already quite nervous anyway and apprehensive because it was first game back and I had all this stuff running around in my head mm. as to, right, I've got to remember that you, you know what I mean. It's not because, not that I would blatantly forget everything, but I just wanted to make yeah. sure that I got yeah, yeah. out there and did, did it right and yeah, did it yeah. justice on the night. Yeah, match fit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's all about being match fit, yeah. you know, and match fit includes mm. a lot of psychological stuff mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and so, is that all the little hurdles out the way? Pre-match? So, uh, pre-match, um, no, I think that was it. Uh, that, yeah, that, I think that was fine. Went in, uh, we'd done the warm-up, went back in, got ourselves ready for the game. Uh, going back to the handshake. Yeah. What we did, we came out to the, to, to the main gate 
Um, my two assistants checked the teams and they were all fine. Walked out onto the field of play. We did the handshake, which was great. No problems there. Got on with that. Um, and then we sort of took up our sort of respective positions. Um, the two assistants went and checked the nets, came back in. Uh, we did the toss. I said what I said. Um, How much did you say to the captains? I kept it fairly, fairly, you know, uh, straight to the Sh point. Short and sharp. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I've been guilty of giving them a full lecture mm. beforehand, uh, but I think we talked about that on podcasts from yeah, a couple of years ago. But yeah, we just we just reiterate it then. I mean, who brings in the team sheets at certain levels? The team captain will be in, uh, and possibly the manager. Now. At other levels, and many levels, if, if I use it carefully, uh, you don't always get the, the, the most direct people involved with those playing. If you get a club secretary, it, will he go into the changing room and say, oh, the referee has just told me he doesn't want you to do this, but he wants you to do that? That's unlikely to happen because the manager wants his time with his players mm prior to kick-off at, say, quarter to three or whatever it might be, you know, 15 minutes before <clears> kick-off. So consequently, the uh, the messages that you give at team sheets not, might not necessarily always get back. So, you know, arguably, why do you, why, how much do you say and what do you, what do you need to say? You know, so, and when you get out there and speak to the captains at kick-off, are you standing on ceremony? If it's a wet, awful cold day uh, and, you know, it's just very uncomfortable for the players standing around and the referee all of a sudden wants to give a, yeah. you know, a, a, let's call it a team talk. Yeah. It, it it frustrates people because oh, they're itching players to get are on in the well. zone. Yeah. At, at five to three, when they mm. get out there, if they're not already in the zone, they're really cranking mm. it up and going for it by, by three o'clock. So consequently, what they don't want is a, is a referee that's going to start saying, mm. if you do this, I'm going to do that. And don't do this because I'll do that. So it's it's question of just let the players get out there Control the tempo, the temperature, uh, and then let's get on with it. I just went and said to them, uh, as I normally would do, uh, play the whistle for me, lads. Okay, um, I'll try to keep the game moving as much as possible. Um, any bad language comes towards me. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was uh, um, if uh, I have to start blowing the whistle, I'll have a chat with you two first, and if you can't deal with anything, then I'll start to deal with it. So set them up with a stepped approach type thing. Yeah, good idea. Um, and then uh, finish off on the bad language and say, look, uh, bad language, keep it at a minimum. If it comes at me, then I will deal with it straight away. Any questions? No, not at all. Okay, flip the coin, which is actually a black and white disc. It always confuses them. <laughs> um, and I'll say, away shout while it's in the air. Brilliant. Then, um, okay. And then they decided to switch ends as well. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to the um, instruction about uh, use of offensive language in, in a while uh, and uh, we'll, we'll cover a couple of areas on that because it's not just about language directed at you, the referee. It's also about language that spectators find mm. offensive. Mm. Even other players yeah. find it offensive. Uh, although it might be regarded as factory language, uh, you know, match day language, it's still not acceptable. Mm. Uh, so it has to be controlled. That's, that's going to be the message. Uh, a minimum level of control has to be a spoken word uh, and visually seen to have a word. Um, you know, we had this uh, conversation in the last 24 hours with a couple other referees. <clears throat> so we'll come back to that one. Um, OK, let's get out onto the green stuff. So, OK, blew the whistle. First four minutes and uh, penalty shout. Oh, come penalty on. Penalty shout, first four minutes. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to get myself into the zone after being away from the game for nearly two years. Yeah. And then there was a blatant penalty shout for the home team. And there was, there was no questions. Even the defender said, look, yeah, absolutely. Hands up. 
my fault, blah, blah, blah. Got it. Now, um, it was a, a blatant penalty, blew it, gave it. Describe, that, the, describe the penalty. Push, trip, what? Um, it was a trip. Okay. Trip and held him back as well. Oh, right, okay, so, so definitely a foul. Def- it was definitely a foul. One of two sorts of fouls, holding, yeah. holding or tripping. Now, at half-time, uh, it, was, it was brought to my attention that there was a potential dog so there. Oh, Now, okay. that sort okay. of opened up a bit, and looking back and thinking about it, yeah, perhaps so. Okay, let me let me ask you then. Should have sent him off or could have sent him off? Uh, could have, okay. not should have. That's not a dog, sir. Right, okay. Okay, should have sent him off. That's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Should have sent him off. Well, he was if coming you in... could have sent him off, you've got doubts. Mm. If you've got doubts, I think you're taking... I wasn't overly convinced it was a la- um, uh, last defender either. Okay. Second last okay. defender, sorry. Well, give us the position on the field of play. Okay, so if you're... In the penalty area. Right, okay. You're, you're facing the goal. You're heading towards the goal. The home team player was coming in from my left-hand side yep. at an angle, and the defender went to uh, defend the ball and uh, went in and tripped him. How? Uh, from... went, to, went, went for the ball. It wasn't, it wasn't a deliberate trip, but... No. Careless, reckless. It, it was a bit. It was yeah. still a foul. And he that's knew it what because he got up and admitted yeah, to it. That's what you're saying. It's a foul. But uh, when you say coming in from the left hand side, did he come in and go through the front of the penalty area, or did he come from the side of the penalty area? Coming in from the side of the penalty area. Okay. That's that's not as obvious as what everybody. Well, that, might that's think. what I thought, and um, I looked to see where everybody else was, and positioning where the incident took place. I don't know that it would have been an, uh, an obvious goal scoring opportunity okay. because. There was quite a few of them heading towards the goal anyway, so there's every chance that, yeah, I, I, I don't think it was a, a blatant dog, though. So. Okay, that's, that's the most obvious thing I would say to you. Could have or should have. Mm. You say could have. Mm. That's, that's not convincing enough because you've got an element of doubt. Mm. Uh, and if you've got an element of doubt... And I had checked with my assistant mm-hmm. and um, there, was, there was nothing from him. Yeah, um, but then perhaps if it's on the left-hand side and your assistant's on mm. the right-hand side, he's not going to come no. in. No. He's not going to come in, um, you know. But you did say about restarting play, incorrect in law. Mm. Now we aren't anywhere near that. So the assistant referee, I would expect to stay out of it, mm. uh, and it's your decision. Left hand side of the penalty area, you are in a good position. You've made the judgment. The players accepted it. I think that's exactly what's necessary. Mm. Just exception. Uh, sorry, um, accepted by the player mm. that it's a, f- a free kick. It's in the penalty area. It's a penalty. You were correct. Your judgment there was, yeah, is there, fine. There was, there was no disputing. And yeah. in terms of managing games and one thing and another, I think perhaps managing it the way I did was probably the right thing. And, After and we 18 months out, four minutes into yeah. your game on, on comeback, come on, Frank. Frank Sinatra, yeah. this is. You know, <laughs> you, you've made a good comeback uh, yeah, here, yeah. yeah? But let me just say to you, although you didn't think it was denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity... Did you even think it might have been a, a, a yellow card sanction? Um, looking back, then then yes. yeah. You're not convincing. You're not convincing. So if you've still got doubts, and let me say to you, mm. it's, I, it, you you're, you're teasing me with the idea that it was a careless mm. challenge. Nothing reckless about it. Yes, yeah, that, that that was it. For me, okay. it, was, it was a careless challenge. He knew he'd done wrong, okay. and I just thought that if I'm going to do bookings... This early in the game on on something like that, then am I building a rod for my own back? You're setting yourself up. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's four a, minutes in. Yeah, four minutes in. I mean, just because you've decided it's not a, a dog so, it doesn't mean mm. it has to be a yellow card mm. offence. It's not a caution necessarily because you're almost 
you, you have told me that you didn't think it was deliberate. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't reckless. It was a careless trip. And again, the reaction to all the other players was, was minimal. It mm. was just a case of yeah. the home team shouted, penalty ref, surely. I'd already blown for it anyway. Yeah. None of the other guys uh, argued about it. Okay. So to me, it was just like, OK, if I was to get a card out... At that point, I think I would have um, set myself up, yeah. like you say. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, I, I think you've done exactly mm. what should have been done. You, there was no reason for a sanction, and don't just do a sanction because it's not a red card, and just because it's a penalty, it doesn't mean it has mm. to have a sanction anyhow. It's the consequences of what the free, uh, the, the uh, offence, um, the consequence of what the offence was. Mm. You know, it was a penalty kick. Was it malicious? Was it uh, reckless? No. So we're not anywhere near a sanction. That's and on top of that, um, uh, oh, the keeper, yeah. the well, keeper saved the penalty. Oh. <laughs> okay, an eventful, so, an eventful start. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was. let's let's get move on a bit. What about your mobility? How did you find mobility about the field of play? Oh, because you've been running, I know. Yes, yeah. but. I, I, I tell you what, I know there's a lot of people... I'm not a big fan of going to the gym. I don't see the point in paying 40 50 in some cases £60 pound a month to go to a gym to run on something that I could run free of charge um, where I live, yeah. effectively. And I have been doing a lot of running, and it's really helped me, really helped me. And I, I, in terms of my fitness, I was really, really happy with the fitness side what, of it. Really what happy. about your angles? My angles? Make, oh, my, my, my patrol path was, was shocking. I don't mind saying my patrol path was shocking. I was finding myself getting in the way of players. Yeah. Um, I was trying to keep to the thing that you say that we've talked about for the last couple of years, left, left, left. Yeah. I was trying to do that as much as I could. Mm. But whilst I was trying to do that, I found myself in in the way of other players because I, yeah. I, I was just rusty. Yeah, that's a, that's you know. I knew we were going to get there eventually because you've admitted it, and here we are. I think we're only five minutes into the game, aren't we? Mm. You know, bit ring rusty. Of course, you're going to be ring mm. rusty. You, you can't go out there and think that you know. I've been out eighteen months. It's it's not like duck to water. Mm. It, it's much more difficult than that. But you know, it's all about confidence, uh, and you had the confidence to get back out there. You had the desire to be out mm. there, and you looked as though you wanted to be out there. And like I say, all the buzz and the hum that came after it. I'm thinking, wow, you know. But let's let's move on a little bit more. Yeah. So um, first half went relatively unscathed. There was there was a few tackles that perhaps I should have nipped in the bud earlier. I let a few go. Are these half tackles? Pre yeah, pretty much. And then slowly okay. it was starting to build up. And then at half time it was it was pointed out to me that there was a few challenges that I could have done something okay. about. This is your experience, assistant referee Brian on the line, wasn't uh, it? No, it was uh, Brian wasn't there on the night. It oh, was, was it? Uh, it was Kieran. Oh, Kieran. It Kieran, was Kieran, right. okay. and there was a couple of other observers. Okay. One of which was Dave Steele, who we've obviously talked to yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And he pointed out a couple of things. Yeah. It's um, just that awareness when you're out there, yeah. because, like I say, it's it's much easier to watch a referee than it is to be that referee mm. out in the middle, you know. Uh, and just to have those little snippets of feedback is is useful because it like, gives you sort of like a, a little bit of a, a G up mm. uh, and a reminder, you know, don't let too much go because if you let too many half fouls, they escalate into a big mm. foul. So consequently, it's all about control. Seems though you kept control because I think that's what you're happy with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no there was no tasty instances. Um, the other things that which... did you caution any players? I'll get on to that. Ah, okay. <laughs> come on then. Uh, I'll get on to that. Um, the other things that came out feedback-wise at half-time was uh -huh. my patrol path, which I, I was fully aware of. Yeah, I knew about that. Um, signals for free kicks because I was blowing for the and we've talked about this before. You've mm -hmm. told me off about this before. Uh, blowing the whistle and pointing to the ground oh, as if yeah. to say that's a free yeah. kick there, as opposed to blowing the whistle and pointing the direction in which the free kick is going. Yes. 
And yes, that that was probably my biggest thing in the halftime team talk, okay. if you like. And that's what I worked on more so in the halftime. Okay. The other things that came about, oh, go on. Okay, I was going to say, in your case, you're ring rusty. But in the case of some of our listeners who are just coming in as a level eight referee, youth referee, or level sevens that are just in their early early start of their career as a referee, it's all about directional signals and and look in as tidy as possible, mm. you know. And it does take a little bit of confidence and self belief that you do look the part. Uh, and that's all I would say to you on that point, Dad. Pointing at the ground, not necessarily recommended mm. because arguably players are going to expect it on that blade yeah. of grass. Uh, and that's not what you're encouraging. We're not. We don't. We try not to be officious. We don't. We try not to be pedantic. But we need to be careful. It was with, more. It was with, more a case of uh, blow the whistle. That's a free kick, and it's there. That's all yeah. I was doing. And it was pure ring rustiness. That's all. That's all it was. Did, you didn't put your studs on the ground and mark the spot. Did no. You? <laughs> no. Um, just checking. Just no. checking. I'm not that yeah. anal. Not that anal. So come on, let's let's get let's towards this juicy bit. You've teased us with this. What, there, the, there's, uh, a, there's a caution. In there's this a caution. Game. There was. Come on then. Uh, the away team number eight. Um, I set him up. Well, I didn't set him up. You know what I mean. Yeah. Set him up. Had a chat with him uh, in the first half. Had a chat with him in the second half. Did you use the captain? And uh, yes, I told the captain Excellent. and said he's on one. Great. Watch him. Great. And then third time round, I perhaps should have. I should have nailed it after two. I didn't. I let three go. No. Okay. Uh, I let two go, and then on the third one, I booked him. However, however, this is the juicy bit. You booked him. I booked him. Or did you caution him? I cautioned him for persistent <laughs> infringement of the laws of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took down his name. Yeah. I took down his number. Yeah. And um, I forgot to show the yellow card. Oh, my word. And do you know, <laughs> uh. and do you know what, right? Before the game, I spent some time. I remember this conversation we had about... Yellow card left, red card right. Yeah. I went through all that in my head. And previously, I would normally have had them in my wallet. Yeah. Okay. But I went down the... Th- anyway, I'd done the booking, done all what I had to do, and then restarted with the free kick and forgot to show the card. Oh. Now, going back to my point earlier on about where I said at the end of my pre-match, don't let me restart without um, doing it the proper way. Mm. Okay. This is where I think Jordan, who was the junior uh, assistant referee... Uh, uh, I hope would have learned something from because he he was close to me at the time and uh, he could have he could have um, put the flag up, Gesture. called me over and just said, Darren, just to let you know you haven't um, okay. you haven't shown your card. Let's, let's do that a different way. Okay, you say put the flag up. Have you got buzzers? No. Oh no. Oh right. Okay, you need to put the flag yeah. up then. Okay, now I can see why you say put the yeah. flag up because I was thinking buzzers. Just keep the flag down. Use. The I'm buses. a measly old level five, Rich. Why yeah. would I? Why would I have buzzers? Uh, well, we, we well uh, the West Somerset RA is going to you know find some buzzer flags uh. and get you boys out there with the buzzer flags. Okay, so you've just tidied that one up for us. Um, so you didn't show the yellow card. I didn't show the card. That's not the end of the world uh. in refereeing. Uh, you inform the player that he's been cautioned, and a lot of people will know they've seen you writing his name down, uh, and if. Afterwards, he says, you didn't show me the yellow card. You can't send it in. That's not true. You send it in. That was what I was going to suggest to you because there was a couple of people that said, oh, you haven't uh, shown the yellow card. That means you can't send it in. And I said, well, I think I can. I'm yes. sure I can. You yes. should do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's only a minor technical not to show the yellow card to the player. Mm. Um, the yellow card is for the player, but it's not just for the player. It's for everybody around to see Absolutely. what's going on. Everybody who's playing, everybody mm. who's watching are then aware that that player has been cautioned, as in this case. So consequently, like I say, just because you didn't show the yellow card, it doesn't mean that you don't send the caution in. You must send the caution in. If you've carried out the sanction, you are obliged to send it in and should send it in. 
I will say to our listeners, if you don't send in cautions or dismissals that you've applied and you get found out, I'm pretty certain that you will be on a charge mm. from your county FA. So okay, yeah. Bit of a, bit of a strong mm. message, that one. But nonetheless, it, it's, it serves a purpose. Okay, anything else in the game? So we've had a penalty, we've had a caution, we've had half-time debrief. What happened in the second half? Second half, the pace of the game picked up. I applied my... Um, uh, I applied the signals a lot better. The the other the other area. What, what do you mean was, by a lot better? What what did you do? Well, with, with free kicks, I was nipping them in the bud quicker. Yeah. And I was getting the signals in the direction, sharp. and I was sharp with yeah. them. Okay. And that was uh, the feedback I got was was much much better than okay. the first half. Were there any points in the game? You said the game was a bit quicker in the second half. What what do you think was the background to that? Why was the game? Because uh, there there was a point when. Uh, the teams were drawing. Okay. So the the tempo picked up. And it was nil nil. Or no, I think scored? it was no, I think it was it was was it one all? I think it was one okay. all. Were any of the goals uh, what people might consider contentious? No. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to look at why the game uh, tempo and temperature increased. Uh, are there any trigger moments whereby you did caution a player? You'd said you did. Could you have cautioned any other players? Yes. These are trigger mm. p points where players think if the referee is not going to mm. take any action, then I'm going to have my mm. own justice. And and that maybe increase the temperature and the, and the mood of the game of the players, whereby they, they start taking a little bit of a, the law in their mm. own hands. Um, no, I, I don't think so. There was, there was another player on the um, uh, left wing that I could have... I could have... Uh, I had a word with him, mm -hmm. and I also... Um, had a chat with his captain as well and said, okay. "So Keep you're an eye communicating on him. with the players, yes. aren't you?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. Looking back, I I, I could have potentially um, booked him for a challenge. Okay, it was a bit reckless. Could have a bit could, re a bit reckless. Could as, have as, but, as referees, you see. No, no, no. Sorry, not beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. Uh, not to book him um, to to blow for a free kick. I didn't blow for a free kick. Ah, right. Okay. So, beg so your he pardon. felt a little bit. Miffed about that, not to have got his free kick. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, what else was I going to ask about? Temperature in the mood of the game. Uh, general mood of the players. Yeah, I think it was very good. They wanted yeah. to play. There was no real chop seeing as such. Okay, so they're not giving you much chat. No. Uh, but you're communicating. Yeah. What, what methods of communication? You're out for 18 months. This is a little bit of... Blimey, I can't remember. I was what quite I do. vocal. I'm usually quite vocal with. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're vocal to the players. Yeah. Spectators can hear you. Yeah. Uh, they can also see you. Yeah. Because you're using signals. What about gestures? Uh, gestures. Can you use? Yeah, there using was. Uh, there was. There was gestures um, during the halftime talk. It was pointed out to me that when I was setting up my wall, I wasn't making it particularly clear what I was doing, and and it was a bit untidy. Okay, in the where way was, I was the doing wall? It. Where was the wall? Um, Inside the penalty area or outside? Both. Okay. Yeah. So this, th these are important areas. Whereas regards. When players are standing mm. in the defensive wall inside the penalty area, it's good that the referee is seen to be mm. addressing the players in the wall and using gestures about mm. arms. Yeah, yeah, that was the it was the arms gestures that it was pointed out to me. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I remember when I when I was setting the wall up, I wasn't walking backwards and keeping an eye on the rest of play. Uh -huh. I had my back turned, so that was obviously not great. Yeah. There was um, times when I was walking around the other side of the wall. And just getting in the way to a certain degree, mm -hmm. 
I could have also, and I did do this in the second half, although I did fluff it up a couple of times, I could have suggested using signals and stuff, keep your arms down by your side, please, gents, and yeah, do yeah. not put them up like that yeah. so that everybody else could see. OK. Using the defensive wall, did you identify any possible charges from it? Any defenders that are going to break from the wall and char charge the ball? No. Did you think about that? Uh, no, I didn't. OK. There you go. I didn't. Just let me just say to you, wakey, wakey. You know, those things are there, aren't mm. they? You know, those players are there every game. There's always somebody in the defensive wall that might be designated as charge the ball mm. down and, and block it if you can. Uh, so consequently, you know, you've got to make sure he remains 9.15 mm. until the ball's played. These are the technical bits in law right. that sometimes we forget as referees and proactively setting up the defensive wall is one of those things. You talk about the handball situation to the to players that are going to stand rigid as, as the wall, but there's always somebody on the end of the wall, that defender that's slightly detached, who might be charging the ball down. So have a, have a quiet, be seen mm. to have a chat with him and say, don't go too early. You go too early, you're going to concede a free, another uh, free kick and you will be cautioned for mm. breaking early. See, setting th still yeah. that setting up thing. But there we go. It sounds like you had a, a decent uh, match. Now, let's, um, let's put this in a summary. I can identify that you're happy with your mobility, mm -hmm. but you know it's a bit rusty. You're happy with your signals, but they're a bit rusty. You're happy with... Did you use advantage, by the way? I don't think I did. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think I needed to. Decision-making, general decision-making. You're happy with that? Yeah, I could have just tightened up a bit. Recognition? Recognition in terms of recognising the, the fouls, the half yeah. fouls, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Again, in the second half, I was better. I was a lot more on it. Okay. So, a little bit ring rusty. Happy with the comeback. Um, you tell me what you're going to try and do better next game. Uh, next game, I'll concentrate more on the signal side of things. The being a lot sharper. Is it is it signals to sell the decision? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's your salesmanship that you're going to focus mm. on next time. Okay, I can understand that and the reasons why. What else? That's one. Have you got two uh, others? My, yeah, my patrol path. I need to. I need to get that back into. Okay. The yeah. places where it needs to be. It's practice, practice, mm -hmm. and practice, isn't it? You know, uh, and there's going to be plenty of stuff mm. to do that. So patrol path. What else? Last one. Um. Let's have a look. Um. How about use of whistle? Happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the whistle yeah, talk? Yeah. Yes, yes, I think Did so. Did the whistle talk about careless fouls? Uh, Reckless fouls? I could have been a bit more potent, I think. Okay. All right. So there's a little bit there, yeah. isn't there? A little bit there, you know. Um, there's always something there that we can sort of think about. If you pose, if you pose the questions yourself, sometimes you... You don't find the right questions, but when someone else has given you those questions, you can say, yeah, I could do that mm. a bit better. I, I think better. the whole purpose of doing that game, uh, the, my, my focus on that game was breaking the ice, getting myself back in there again and just finding my feet. And I knew and I kept saying during the pre-match, I'm going to be rusty. You need to bear with me. And if I'm late with things or whatever, then help me out a bit. Yeah. But I will be rusty. I'm, I'm aware that I'm, I'm going to be rusty. Okay. And final point then uh, on this uh, comeback uh, of Frank Sinatra, um, <laughs> Jordan Lee and Kieran Sammons. Mm -hmm. How how did they come to the table with you? For oh, you? brilliantly, brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Lee, who we spoke to uh, and was on the game in the previous episode of the podcast, you yeah. may recall. Yeah, I do. Uh, again, very good. His signals, very, very good. Uh, there was one. There was one moment that he 
he could have been a bit more assertive. Yeah. Uh, by that, I was I couldn't see whether it was a goal kick or a free kick. Uh, sorry, a goal kick or a corner. So I was stood there looking at him, waiting for a response, and he was just staring at me, not doing anything. So I had to make a decision. Right. I gave a goal kick, and it was a corner. The reaction suggests to me that was a corner. Okay. There, there is a from what you describe. When an assistant referee mm. doesn't know, the assistant referee is not going to guess. Yeah. And if he guessed and got it wrong, he'd get some rabbit. Mm. Now, you can guess, you'll get the rabbit, but you can run around that pitch and people will forget about yeah. that corner kick. But when somebody wants to have a little pop at an assistant referee for getting something straightforward as a corner kick or a goal kick <clears> wrong, <throat> that's why assistant referees are told that if you're not sure the direction of the uh, signal, uh, throw in or goal kick or corner kick, look at me. And if I know you're looking straight at me without a signal, I'll make the, the mm. decision. And that's what you did. Yeah. But that's something that you forgot about. You know, for that yeah, 18 yeah. months that you've been out. So you, you got to the right situation. You just made the decision of a goal kick. Yeah, yeah, and when yeah. they say it's going to have been a corner kick. Could you have used player body language? Um, I, yeah, I could have done. I Did, didn't on that occasion. And what I, I tell you, it's just coming back to me now. There was an incident similar in the first half of the game where I gave, uh, I gave what I thought was a throw-in um, and... It wasn't. It was a corner because my assistant um, pointed out to me. Kieran pointed out to me, and he was on the far side. Okay. It, it was my my credible area. Yeah. The ball was in the air when it went out, close it's in to your the flag. Quarter. Yeah. So I thought it was um, uh, throwing. Kieran was better placed along the line than I was. I gave the throw in. Everybody sort of chipped. Whoa, hang on a minute. Whoa. And I went, no, okay, lad, sorry, and I changed it. So go. what I should have done was applied that same technique in that. Next, yeah. uh, there, there are there are occasions when the players I don't, aren't right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't have a problem um, yeah. with with changing my decision. That's good. That's good. I don't have a problem at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. I mean, and I should know, have done it the second time around. You could have done it, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, that's one of those yeah. you could have done it. You know, because but it was afterwards you realised that it was wrong. Mm. Um, so let's move on. Mm. Let's park that one and uh, move on. So there we go. That's that should come back. Yeah, yeah. So you know, here we have. We've now got a long <clears> summer <throat> to wait for the next. Yeah, well, because uh, the season's pretty well finished now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there is obviously fitness tests to do. Yes, there and, are. Um, yeah. uh, I'm sort of, you know, gearing myself up for that now. Good man. Um, and then hopefully for the next season, it'll be um, plenty of uh, midweek games. Yeah, yeah, there are there are the plenty of midweek games. So. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of competitions out there uh, with midweek uh, fixtures. So you know, let's get out there and do a bit. But yeah, all I can recommend is um, if you've been out of the game for. Uh, a considerable amount of time just get back into it if you can as and when you can um, and, and enjoy it it will be it will be very strange to start with admittedly and you will be a bit nervous but you'll enjoy it and you'll uh, love it and the big message is there get out there enjoy it and share it mm. you know don't don't bottle it all up because if there are moments of frustration and anxiety uh, and you don't know if you've done it right done it wrong then talk to somebody get somebody mm. to give you a little bit of feedback or like we've just done, I've just interrogated you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, share it. Brilliant. It's the Referees World podcast with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. And uh, yeah, we've had a, uh, a fairly good chat about the game and a review, which uh, hopefully 
from the things that Rich has pointed out on my performance, you will learn from as well. And don't forget to share with any other refereeing colleagues and tell them about the podcast, which you can find online at refereesworld.co.uk and on iTunes as well. Just search out Referees World and whenever a new episode appears in the box, it'll automatically download. And that's how we do it with a new episode coming up soon. And as always, if you would like to be part of the Referees World podcast, or maybe you know somebody who's got a story to share, then we're always happy to get you on to talk about it as well here on the Referees World podcast. From grassroots to the World Cup. This is the Referees World podcast with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon.